0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode of the Practical Parsha podcast with Rabbi Shlomo Kohn. We've got some really great feedback from our first episode, and I'm really excited to share some practical ideas for this week's Parsha of Parsha Shalach. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi shlomo kohn with a K at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. In this week's Parsha, Parsha Shalach, the Torah tells us the story of the Meraglim. The Meraglim is the story of the 12 spies. The Jewish people, as they get ready to enter the land of Israel, request of Moshe Rabbeinu to send in spies to do a reconnaissance mission on the land of Israel, to check it out, to see the defenses, the strengths, the weaknesses, to make it easier for them when they would have their eventual conquest of the land. And the spies, for different reasons that are given in the commentaries, Ten of them out of the twelve go bad. They come back and they give a negative report about the land of Israel. That there's giants. It's a it's a unconquerable land. There's death and disease there. The Jewish people hearing this go into a state of despair and hysteria. They cry to Moshe Rabbeinu, Why did you take us out of Egypt to die in the in the desert? It would have been better if you would have kept us in Egypt and not taken us out. They accept the Lashon Hara, the evil speech that the spies bring back. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshua try to placate the people and try to tell them that the land is good and it is conquerable and Hashem will help us conquer it, the Jews cannot be placated. With this denial of the power and the strength of Hashem, Hashem, God, gets angry at the Jewish people and threatens to destroy them. Moshe Rabbeinu, successfully pleads with Hashem, pleads with God to to not destroy the people, to keep the Jewish people around, to not punish them with extermination. God forgives the Jewish nation and decrees that the Jewish people should spend 40 years in the wilderness. And it's decreed that that generation of the desert, the Jews that came out of of Egypt, with the exception of Yeshua, and a few others would not enter the land of Israel. The first thought I wanted to share from this week's parsha is the importance of the power of speech. When we talk, we use our mouth. And the mouth is a very interesting thing because besides for just having lips to keep our mouth closed, we also have teeth. And the the reason that is given that the mouth has two coverings, teeth and lips is that the, it's, it's a message for us to understand that the mouth is a powerful tool. And anything that comes out of our mouth, we have to think before it comes out. It has to go through two blockings, two openings in order to, to get out. So it shows us the power, it shows us the importance of what we say and how we say it. Because just like we have the ability to build someone up with our mouth, how we speak, to be positive and to say good things about others we also have the ability to destroy and bring things down with our actual with our with our speech as well which comes from our mouth and in this week's parsha when the when the spies come back from the land of Israel and they give a negative report the the speakers the spies who are the ones telling over the story they erred in the in the they transgressed the sin of lashon harav evil speech and what was the outcome? The outcome was that generation died in the in the desert and that they had, the Jewish people had to spend 40 years wandering around the desert instead of entering immediately. So we see that the there's a direct connection of what happened, of speech, of talking to what actually manifested in the history of the Jewish people and it wasn't a good thing. So we learn from here, number one is being careful with our words, being careful with what we say, being Watching, making sure we know the laws of lashon hara to not spread gossip, spread evil, evil speech, and we see clearly the implications that someone who speaks negatively, who speaks gossip, who speaks bad about someone else, or even the land of Israel, right, which is not an object, the the disastrous outcome it can have, and it's not it's not just important to learn from people of what to do to gain from the qualities of others, but it's also to a lesser extent also important to focus on what not to do. And from this week's parsha is one of the examples of what we should not do. That we should learn from the stories of our of our of our history and from our ancestors and even from our own lives when we see things and we realize that it's it's off, it's incorrect, we should take note of it for ourselves and you know, put that little message in our mind, don't do this. Don't try this because it can have this and this bad effect. Now, it's very interesting if you look at the beginning of the Parsha. The Parsha starts off as follows. Hashem, Hashem spoke to Moshe, saying, es ishachad, ishachad Send forth men, if you please, and let them spy out the land of Canaan that I give to the children of Israel. One man from his father's house, from his father's tribe. Shall you send everyone a leader among them? Now, there's a few questions which are asked regarding the first verse, your first two verses in the Parsha. The commentaries ask why is it that when the Torah, when God is giving the commandment to Moshe to send the spies, right, which God allowed the spies to go, he says, Shalach Lecha. And if in Hebrew, Shalach Lecha is taken literally is translated literally translated literally means take for yourself send forth men for yourself meaning don't it seems like that Hashem is giving a commandment to Moshe Rabenu that he could send the spies but send the spies for yourself don't send them for me and the question is is why is that right God is giving Moshe a commandment shouldn't it be send men shalach anoshim Right? What's the, the wordage of shlach lecha'an Hashem? Send for yourself. Which seems to have very personal overtones to it. What was God trying to tell Moshe trying to tell? What is the parsha? What is Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu? What is the Torah trying to teach us? The answer to this question gives us a, is a great insight into life and different things that we do. Many times in our, you know, on our journey throughout life, we we say we need to do certain things. We need to take certain actions. And we justify what we do. We say, we'll rationalize. We say we need to do this. We need to do it for my livelihood, for my family. And, or we'll even say that we need to do something for our spiritual growth. It's, it's for my Judaism. We negate the fact that maybe what we're about to do is really being fueled by our selfishness, by our insecurity, or maybe even our evil inclination, our Yitzhahara. Very important to differentiate when when we're making decisions, when we're taking actions. Before we justify what we do, we have to really take a deep and hard look as to what is causing our motivations. What is causing us to do what we do? Do we have good intentions? Do we have not such good intentions deep down of why we want to accomplish certain things? Right Before we make a decision to move somewhere. Or before we take a job, right, do we just say to ourselves, oh, I need the money and therefore it's, I'm going to support many inst- institutions with a lot of charity? Or are we really doing it for a different reason because uh, of honor, of glory, or and, and maybe this job is not the best thing for me spiritually, right? Or before we live somewhere, we're moving somewhere, say I need to have a bigger house, but... And I need that in order for my, my mental health. I need to be in a better situation. I'm not negating the fact that there are situations like this that people need to, to take action. But we just have to be careful that when we make an action and we do something and we put it the, the blame on it or we, I guess, the reason for it, we have to just probe deep within ourselves to make sure that we're not biased in our decisions. So the miraglim, the spies when they were going out on this mission, God foresaw that they didn't have the correct intentions. Even though the Jewish people, they asked Moshe Rabbeinu before they could go, and Moshe got permission from the Jewish people, Hashem saw, God saw that the intentions of the people and the leaders of the nation, that they didn't have the most pure intentions to actually do a reconnaissance mission, but there was a lot of selfishness involved as well. It wasn't necessarily for the sake of God. And that's what Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu. Shalach lecha an Send for yourself. Don't send for me. Send for yourself. If you want to do it, I'll let you do it. I'll let you send these spies to go into the land of Israel. But don't say it's for me. Don't make this a holy mission when really all it is is a selfish, self-centered drive, when it's a selfish mission for yourself. And that's why the, the story of the Meraglim was a doomed mission. They didn't have this idea of doing it for the sake of Hashem. Rather, it was for their own self-serving interests, and that's why it failed. Another important question which is asked on the story of the Meraglim, is if God and Moshe Rabbeinu foresaw what would happen, how that this mission would end in failure, why did he let the Jewish people send the spies? Shouldn't he have stepped in and and not let them go- have gone to Israel, right? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu let the Jews continue on this path where they sent the spies and they came back and said, Lashon Hara, why did God allow this to happen? And this question is really comes down to a fundamental principle in Judaism. is that each and every one of us have something called Bihira, free will. That we have decisions that we make every day. We could decide to make good decisions, or we could, God forbid, decide to make bad decisions. We can do a mitzvah. We can do a Aveira, right? We can do, an, do a good deed, or we could do a sin. It's all in our hands. We have the ability to make decisions. God gives us free will, right? An animal doesn't have free will. It's ruled by its nature. But us human beings have Bechira. We have this free will. We have choices every day that we make. And we know that the, it says, That the way a person wants to go, that is the way God will lead him. That if a person wants to do good, wants to do mitzvos, wants to accomplish, God will help him accomplish that. Obviously, he needs to do his part. And at the same token, if someone wants to do a sin, and he wants to do bad, God will let him do the bad. Because he has free will. Now, the Jewish people, they, Moshe Rabbeinu saw that they didn't necessarily have the best intentions. But they have free will. They had the ability to make that decision to do good and to do bad. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu didn't stop the story of the Meraglim. Didn't stop the, the, the spies from going into the land of Israel. Because they had the decision, it was their decision to make, and their free, free will. The Torah gives a very vivid description of what the spies said that caused the Jewish people to go to a state of hysteria. And in in Pasuk Lame Gimel, verse 33, they describe how they saw the giants and how they looked in the giants' eyes. Now, if you look at the wording of the verse, of the Pasuk, clearly you'll see something very interesting. The Pasuk says as follows, There we saw the Nephilim, the sons of the giants, from among the Nephilim. We were like grasshoppers in our eyes, and so we were in their eyes. Now, if you're describing how someone views you, you're not going to say that we were like grasshoppers in our eyes, and so were they in their eyes. It should have said we were like grasshoppers in their eyes. What is the verse teaching us by the way that the Maraglims spoke, that we were like grasshoppers in our eyes? Jackie Robinson made history in 1947 being the first black person to play in Major League Baseball. He had to deal with racist harassment and verbal and physical abuse. But despite that, he played fearlessly and professionally throughout his career, never talking back, and became one of the greatest players that ever ever lived. What made him different was his attitude. He felt that he was just as good, if not better, than any other player on the field. On the day of his debut, his wife was excited to, to attend his first Major League Baseball game. Before he left to go to the stadium, he gave her some advice. He said, you'll have no trouble finding me on the big ball field because I'll be wearing number 42. The Torah is teaching us a very important and vital lesson here about self-esteem. One of the major failures of the Meraglim, of the spies, was the way that they viewed themselves and their relationship with God. The moment that they viewed themselves as grasshoppers in the eyes of giants, that's what they became. When they saw these giants, and they looked at the situation and felt weak and didn't feel like they have enough strength, they started believing what they told themselves. Therefore, the Torah states that in our eyes, we were like grasshoppers to them because they didn't believe that they had the ability to overcome. They failed to, to show their belief in Hashem that just like Hashem, the God had taken them out of Egypt, he could also help them take over the land of Israel. And it's an important lesson for ourselves because the way we hold ourselves, we can, the way we conduct ourselves, the way we dress, the way we act, all gives over a certain impression to ourselves and to others of who we are. And what we can take out of this is that when we tell ourselves negative things about ourselves, that we can't do anything, we can't accomplish, we're bad, we're ugly, we're, we're not good, we start believing those things that we're telling ourselves. And we become that. But on the flip side, if we actually believe in ourselves and give ourselves positive reinforcement, we're good. We can accomplish. Look at all the good things I've done until now, right? And we we appreciate what we do succeed in. We start thinking we could do even more and more. And from the Miraglim, we we learn this important idea in self-esteem that depending on what we tell ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, conduct ourselves, that's how we're going to view our, ourself and how others are going to view us as well. So if we, we can use this thought and idea to help us focus on the positive, to give ourselves that good reinforcement of what we can do, we can accomplish, and we can succeed, and God willing, that will help us keep a good and healthy outlook. One last thought on, the, on this week's Parsha of the story of the spies. The commentaries explain... That when the, the Meraglin came back, they gave a report of what they saw. Now, the things that they reported back, some of it was false, but parts of it were true as well. They had seen giants. They had seen um, funerals. They, 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 they saw people dying. But everything that they looked at, they looked at in a negative way. They failed to realize that God had orchestrated these events for their benefit, right? That the, the funerals that they saw was that so they sh- people should be preoccupied with other things and they shouldn't be noticed. And the different, um, different quote-unquote, bad things that had happened were for the Hashem had set up so that the spies should benefit from and not be noticed. But only thing that they saw was negative because that's what they wanted to see. You know, there's an expression, is the glass half full or half empty? And we always have a choice in life how we look at things. I'm not saying that people don't have hard situations. It's not easy at times to look past the quote unquote bad and the negative. But we still have the ability to focus on the positive in all situations. And it's a choice we have. The Moraglim chose to view everything as bad and negative but we have the ability to look at any given situation and find the good that's within it. And God willing, we'll be able to become better and stronger people from that. So that's going to finish with, for today's po- podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at Rabbi com with a K at gmail.com. Have a great day.